Hi, I'm Ryan the Spider. I'm Helen the Whisper. I'm Miranda the Leech. And I'm Jared, the Fortune Roll Game Master, and together we are the Starting Equipment Podcast. Today we're going to be doing our first Let's Play, and we are super excited for it. And guess what? I'm sure you're all very surprised. It's Blades in the Dark. Yay! Yay! Because we are totally not secretly just a Blades in the Dark podcast. We are a role-playing game podcast. So, in the city of Dustfall, in the district of Crow's Foot, there was a gang called the Crows. They were very mighty until one day they fell apart. We are a crew of shadows. It is one of the splinter groups that descended from the Crows. We are called the Magpies. We operate out of hidden rooms in a cannibalized mansion. We are known for being subtle. We have an underground, a series of underground maps and pass keys. Why don't we go through the list and everyone give their brief character description. That was awesome, Ryan. Thank you. Uh, I am playing Odette, also known as The Chain, a willowy and feral whisper searching for the secrets of the old magics of Duskfall. Uh, I am playing Sanguine, also known as The Syringe, an obsessive physic and blood collector in a plague mask determined to learn how to convert human blood into a source of plasm. Do we want to share with our audience at this point that the two of you are siblings? We are siblings. <laughs> Odette and Sanguine are siblings, uh, both from Tycheros. Which means, for those of you who have not listened to our session zero, that they each have some demonic physical tell that we will reveal during game. I am playing Adric, also known as the Ogre, a sturdy, bald, former Leviathan hunter who came back from his trip to the sea different and with a plan. I'm playing Vincis, also known as Stumble, who is possibly a thin, pale, but definitely average height man. He is a somewhat retired spy who has played the game for too long and so now works as a street mime. So, in our episode on good GMing and how to start a game, we talked about one of the keys to running an efficient game that you enjoy and that tells a good story is for the GM not to be afraid to take pauses when needed to either look up a rule or to think about what to do next when your players inevitably do something insane you never considered. The hold on, give me a second tool, I think it's one of the most powerful and underused things in the GM's repertoire. I will be using it whenever I need to tonight. That being said, I don't think it makes for great listening for you guys to be sitting in silence for a minute while I look up a rule. So we will be cutting all of the times when I do that from this podcast. We're just letting you know that we will be using that tool but we are also trying to provide a fun experience for you, and we're not going to slow it down with, hold on, how does this weird corner case work? I'm not going to do that to you. One last thing I want to let our audience know before we begin. This is the only role-playing game I have ever come across 
where the player chooses what to roll instead of the GM. The GM advises the player on whether or not the action skill they want to roll will be effective. But in the end, it's the player's call. And any action may be used to attempt any role. If the action you are attempting for the role isn't particularly suited for it, then you're going to be less likely to succeed. It will make it harder for you or it will do less if you succeed. But that doesn't mean you can't do it, right? I've... Yeah. Alrighty. Adric, a.k.a. the Ogre. You're sitting in the dark in the entry hallway to the mansion that houses, the dilapidated mansion that houses your lair. You guys occupy just a small portion of it, a few rooms at the back of the first floor and the underground rooms below it that connect directly to the sewer. The rest of this mansion is occupied by the other, we'll call it denizens of Crow's Foot. There's houses, bars, drug dens, none of it official, none of it legal. This building is, after all, condemned. But it's been here for years. And if the blue coats try to move you, it'll get violent. But you're sitting in the dark as you watch the man who is coming to give you your mission walk through the front door. He steps past the ghost mad mumbling to themselves in the front hallway and walks directly towards your lair. They've never been there before. You know that that's true. But you've sensed from the moment they reached out and said they had a job for you that this person knew more about you than they should. They go directly to your front door and a knock. Not just any knock, but the secret knock that only members of your crew are supposed to know. Sanguine lets him in, and Adric, you follow. He walks over to the moldy couch, sits down, and says, Thank you all for meeting me. I apologize for making it so quickly, but this does need to be done immediately. I'm hoping that you all will take this job for me and that you can get it done. Well, the only opportunity is tomorrow. I, I really apologize. Oh, I'm sorry. My name is Van Nuys. I am, well, you can tell by the outfit. I'm a mortician and I need your help. Odette, who was uh, perched on a chair looking out uh, what is nominally a window, it's actually more like a hole in the wall that someone has draped a curtain in front of, looks to, gives Sanguine a knowing look. What kind of work? I need you to steal something for me. There is a vial in a back room at the ambassador, uh, you know, the hotel. Well, 
yes, the hotel slash factory slash mansion slash seat of government. I see. Quite a vile. The lieutenant governor is having a party tomorrow. And so his more dangerous defense systems will be disabled for the evening. He will be moving the demon somewhere else. That's why it has to be done tomorrow. Sanguine leans forward and it returns Odette's knowing look before glancing at him. Uh, a vial of what, exactly? Well, I didn't think that was important. Oh, it's extremely relevant. It's important because it informs any protocols we might need to take surrounding the vial. Oh, well, the vial is fragile. It's about five inches tall. It weighs three and a half ounces. Oh, no, that's not accounting for the vial itself. Weighs 5.8 ounces. It's important regarding interest in the project as well. Are the contents dangerous? Well, that's quite an interesting question, actually. In of themselves, no. But because of people's desires for them, I would say yes. A much more grounded question. What color is the vial? Oh. This is a very relevant question, actually. It's glass, and it's filled with a blue liquid. What shade of blue? Mm. Well, what shade of blue? Let's call it a newborn royal finch before its adult feathers have come in. So you have seen it before? Well, yes. Well, yes. I have seen it in action. I have never had access to the vial itself. Interesting. Uh, question, Jared. Um, you mentioned that the Lieutenant Governor is having a party. Is he having it at the Ambassador Hotel? Yes. Okay. And the pay? Well, I will give you... Two options on payment. One, you can either have a third of the money that I make from this, whatever that ends up being, or I can offer you 10 coin, which your characters would all know is an awful lot of money. I prefer the coin. Coin is always simpler. Well, if you two speak for the group, I am happy to provide the ten coin. Sanguine leans forward in their chair, glances at Odette, and nods. Odette also nods. Can I help you? There seems to be a conversation going on between the two of you that I don't understand. Is all well? Oh, yes. Yes. We were simply agreeing. Oh. Okay. 
Excellent. I must warn you, the vial in question will be separate and is quite, um, well, it's volatile, but safe. So, you know, don't drop it or hit it or electrically charge it in any way. But as long as you don't do that, it'll be fine. But I must urge you to be careful with the other glass containers in the room. Um, they contain ichor, so breaking them would be ill-advised. Wonderful. Oh, yes, in its purest form, too. It has yet to be refined and sent off to the towers. You know this room very well. For someone who supposedly has not laid eyes on the bottle before. I have spent much effort to make sure that I do. And what you've given us will be sufficient to distinguish the bottle that you want from the others in the room? Yes, I don't think there should be any other container in the room nearly that small. The ichor is, is usually kept in very large glass barrels. Jared, I was a former Leviathan hunter. Do I know what ichor looks like? Yeah, you do. Um, does it look at anything at all like a blue liquid? It does not. Uh, it's black and thick, and it is the blood of Leviathans. It is the most, the single most expensive and important substance in Duskfall. Well, as long as it's not trying to escape the vial, we'll know it's not Ikor. He'll not. Jared, I studied at the Sparkwright Tower at Charter Hall University. Um, Sanguine is very curious about this blue liquid and is wondering if they could figure out what it might potentially be or at least narrow down some of the options. Um, if I could roll study to see if I can narrow any of that down. Yeah. Um, so we normally don't roll unless there are consequences to failure, but the consequence okay. to failure here might be misrepresenting it and not understanding what they're asking. So I am going to have you roll, but this is a controlled roll. This is okay. unlikely to have negative effects. This is the, the best possible type of roll you can do. So go ahead and roll that for me. Okay, so I have two dots in study. I'll roll two dice. I rolled a six. So, in a controlled setting, a six is, you do the thing! No problems. Huzzah. Um, you can't know exactly what it is, but you're pretty sure you can guess. The lieutenant governor holds his position because he is one of the only men in the city who knows how to transform raw ichor into its usable state. And he is the one, and the only one, who can do it with the least amount of loss. Which means that his is the most profitable enterprise in the city. Mm. He has always had a secret means of doing it. Boy, howdy, it makes sense that if you're keeping your most valuable stuff in a room, that you might want to keep those things together. It also makes sense that that would be a component of that secret recipe or that secret recipe would certainly be worth 10 coin. Sanguine just smiles. 
under their plague mask, so nobody sees it. Um, any other questions? There will definitely be security. It is an invite-only party, but normally it would be suicide to go against Lieutenant Governor's demon, but the demon won't be there. They can't be trusted, of course. So I figure... Excellent. I will come back tomorrow, or you'll you'll contact me when it's done. Do you have a means for us to contact you? Oh yes, of course. Um, I was told I would need that. Yes, you can use a dead drop here. Set a location of your choosing, as long as it's in a public place, and I will meet you for the exchange of the coin for the vial. And he'll hand you a piece of paper with a dead drop location. Uh, Audrey looks at it, reads it, and nods and hands it to hands it to someone else. Looking extremely uncomfortable, the mortician will stand up and just leave, and like not at you as he goes. But you can tell that uh, he doesn't really come to this side of town often, and certainly doesn't want to stay here. A second longer than he has to. As soon as he goes, I lock the door behind him and say, we have a new rule. As soon as someone dies, we change the secret knock. Agreed. Yes. Certainly. It's always good to do our homework. Well, who's going to... The fancy ball, and who is going through a window above the fancy ball? So this is the moment where I think, not to interrupt you guys doing it organically, but there are six different plans, each with a missing detail. It is time for you guys to negotiate which plan you will take what your detail is, and then we will hop straight into the action because we don't slow and methodically plan nonsense in this game. We get to the action. Directly to the action. Okay, let's see. Where, let me... where, are, the, where are the six possible plans? They are in the... Uh, on, the oh. on the cheat sheet. Oh, they right. We cheat have a cheat sheet. Fantastic. Under plan, even. Under uh, plan? I think we should not do assault. <laughs> um, uh, I think we should do deception or stealth. Yeah. Or we could do social, uh, do social, but uh, I think we might be better set up to do deception. I, think I agree. That we are better. I think that we're better set up for both of those. Um, just looking at the composition of our group. Yeah. I do not have any points in consort or sway. I don't know if any of you guys do, but. Would not. I, I mean, uh, of, of course, no, that just because you like if you choose stealth, it doesn't mean there won't be other things. Yeah, it doesn't mean that you can't use your social powers at another point. Uh, right. Stumble. Right. But, it, you know, yeah. it's, it's how are you exactly. making your initial entry? Uh, well, um, we do have because of our crew upgrade, we have a. Underground maps and pass keys. Uh, do we want to generally do stealth that uh, sounds... and say we're coming in like through the sewer system or something? That seems to be our mo. 
Yeah, that's um, that and considering and considering the uh, the adjective that we uh, have associated with our group, um, it would be a very subtle approach to the problem. Okay, so the detail is the point of infiltration, and it sounds like you guys are coming up through the sewers because you have the map. Yes. Yep. Okay, so uh, this is a fortune roll, which means it's the only type of roll that the GM makes. Uh, Wait. There's one thing for item loadouts. Nope. We we pick our level yep. of loadouts. Uh, also, the engagement roll is not a fortune. Yes, roll, it is. Is it? it says the engagement roll is a fortune roll, starting with one D for sheer luck. You don't make all the fortune rolls. We make. Them. I mean, if somebody would like, really, I thought that was a GM specific thing. If somebody wants to make the other roll, you can. I don't have to do it. I think we make the engagement roll. You make other fortune rolls. I mean that's fine with me. I, I that doesn't matter at all to me. So it doesn't. My understanding of the rules, I think it's supposed to be me making it, but I also don't see how that could possibly affect the game one way or the other. So somebody else can make <laughs> it if they would like to. Yeah. So the um, item loadout is how much care, how much we're carrying. Yes, and uh, we do not pick our items. Um, we just decide. Uh, what level there's light normal and heavy and what that means for each of you is on your crew sheet on your sheet remember that we have thief rigging which gives us i think an extra two it does Uh, it gives us an extra two but only for tools or gear so like yeah well i have i have fine tinkering tools and fine wrecker tools so those will be good um, so everybody tell me what level of load you are taking. Um, light is very discreet and you look like a normal person. Normal is like you're carrying some stuff. It's a little obvious, but you don't necessarily stand out. And heavy is you are bristling with weapons and gear. Uh, I will be taking normal. I will also be taking normal. Which uh, I I'm going to be taking light. I, believe I was is... also thinking of taking light. Five. Five, yes. Okay, you're also taking light, you said? Yes. Great. Um, so you're going to get your 1D for luck. And you're going to get another die for having a major advantage on this entry, which is Our your maps, maps and passkeys. So why doesn't somebody roll for me 2d6? Sure. I mean, Ryan, roll. All right. Delegated. Guy. Go ahead, plan guy. Uh, so despite the fact that our plan is to come into the sewer, uh, we set all that up. Uh, I instead go to the party and make my way down. <laughs> sure. A partial. Oh, oh actually, no, we, we need one more. Code right. It's two dice. A partial. Yay. Uh, Sure. This is a mixed result, which means you are in a risky position when the action starts. Uh, So we're going to start the action. You guys have made your way through the sewers. 
Adric has made his way dressed nice and fancily through the party and opens the door for you. Unfortunately, Adric, some of the security guards were a little curious as to why somebody would be coming this way from the party, and you can hear them coming down the stairs. Adric brings the finger to his lips and steps out of the way for people to come in. Uh, Odette slips past. Um, can we also hear uh, the, yeah. the approaching? You, you, all, you all can hear as you come out that there are approaching guards. Okay. Well, you don't know that they're guards. Only Adric would know that, but you can hear footsteps coming down footsteps. the stairs. Yeah. Well, you guys are thinking what you're going to do. I'm going to take an out-of-character moment to share with our listeners. One of the major mechanics of this game are the clocks, which are easy ways to represent the action moving forward or danger ramping up that everybody who's playing can see. We will be using at least three clocks tonight. Uh, We will be using different types of clocks. The first one is going to be a linked progress clock towards completing the mission. The party doesn't know what this means yet, but I do. It means that there are three separate clocks, each one unlocking when you finish the first. The first two are pretty easy. They will be represented by a clock with four ticks on it. And the third and final one towards completing the mission is much harder. It will be represented with six. There is also going to be a doom clock. What the doom clock is, is is security becoming aware of their presence. If the doom clock hits six, the gig is up, they know you're here. That doesn't mean you can't still get the item and get out, but you are officially on red alert if the doom clock hits six. Uh, I have an idea for a flashback, if you'd like... Uh, to, or to propose a flashback, I guess. Sure. Let's hear it. Uh, so I would like to say um, that Odette being a whisper uh, has helped uh, people ahead of time. Um, just before in her work in the city, she's traveled fairly widely and she has helped someone in this household, in the, in the, it, it, more in the servants, um, the servants crowd, uh, with a ghost um, before haunting their uh, haunting their home or or in their spaces, and so when she was told that they would be doing this break in at the ambassador, uh, she reached out to this person who she'd done a good turn for in the past, uh, and so they know that we're coming, and they will be able to intercept the guards, so they. Uh, on their way down the steps. How does that sound? Sure. This sounds like a one-stress flashback. It is not an ordinary, easy-to-do thing, right? This isn't just you had a conversation with somebody and there was no stress. You had to convince somebody to do something that could get them in trouble. So that right. that's a complex action. That's one stress. And uh, I would like you to make a roll. How are you going to get that person to do that thing for you? Um... I would like it to be a, well, I would like it to be an attune role. 
Um, and I would like that on the grounds that she is a she is a whisper. She did this thing for them in her capacity as a whisper. And at the same time that she provided the service of helping them with the haunting, she would like the implication to remain that maybe the ghost can come back because she has that power. So not an out-and-out -out threat, but always reminding people that this is what she does as a whisper. Yeah, I think that's great. Uh, why don't you go ahead and roll a two? Okay. This will be at the standard risky position, which is the default. Um, right. Uh, that is a partial success. Partial success for risky is you get the thing you want, but there's a consequence. You suffer harm, a complication occurs, you have reduced effect. Something like that. Um, you potentially end up in a desperate situation. The reduced effect that is going to, or the complication that's going to happen here, your contact inside the house, the maid who you have worked with, really doesn't like the idea that you're threatening them with a ghost who might try to eat their soul, and they're not so friendly with you anymore. But they'll do what you want. So for now, I assume we wait there for a second, and then there's some muffled conversation above, uh, and then I guess the footsteps move away. Yeah, they just change and go in a different direction, and you hear someone say, uh, oh, some of the drunk people made quite a mess. Can you help me clean it up? It's really important. And then they will be distracted. What now? Uh, Odette looks at Adric and nods up the stairs and kind of waves the others through. Sanguine tucks away their blowgun and darts and follows. Odette shakes her head at them. Audric will uh, start to lead his way up the steps. Yeah, where are you heading? Are you guys heading towards the party, towards the back? What is your I plan? Say that we head towards the back. So... One of the things that I can have as a spider are blueprints. Uh, can you say that again? One of the things that I can have as a spider are blueprints. That's real good. Yeah. So I'm going to use one of uh, my points of load and say I have a blueprint for the hotel. Yeah, so the party is taking place in the grand ballroom, which is right inside the grand entrance, which is at the front of the building, right? Uh, and it's taking place in a number of areas there. The room that you were told it to find is at the back of the building on the third floor. You know that anything past the first floor and past the front half of the building is a restricted area. This is probably the kind of place that has, um, this is probably the kind of place that has, uh, side, side hallways and passages where if it's, if it's like a fancy hotel where, 
you know, nobles and other such of Duskfall are hobnobbing. There are probably side corridors and passages for people who actually work, staff, and so forth. There are definitely servants' quarters. Right. Or, and passwords. Or, like, yeah. to move around yeah, within, yeah. like, secondary hallways and, you know, maintenance halls and such. Yes, things um, that don't look nice but are free of clutter so that people can actually get stuff done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we might be able to find our way to one. Yeah, I mean, it's right there on the blueprints. Is that where you would like to go? Well, that sounds convenient, so sure. Yeah. Sure. This would like to find a, um, preferably a guard in this back section. Okay, what what are you hoping to do with a guard? Are you just looking for one? What's your plan? Do you... Uh, use trans powder on them. Sure. Just zero load. Um. Yeah, when you guys come out of the stairwell, you know, you guys are in the basement. You guys come up to the top of the stairwell. And much to your surprise, as you are about to enter, you can see that this was padlocked shut. And I say was because the padlock has been broken. You may continue on to the first floor. Um, Is there any indication? Well, it it was broken. Yeah. I mean, like, it looks like somebody... Somebody broke the the chain. Broke the iron chain. Um, I wonder how many other crews they hired for this Odette says quietly well then we will just have to be the best when you sneak out into the hallway when you sneak out into the hallway you realize that all of you except for Edric, if you are seen, will be instantly recognizable as not someone who is supposed to be here. You can see they haven't noticed you because they're drunk and they're foppish and they're having a great time at this fundraiser. But the people who are supposed to be here, this party is, is the highest of the high society. And the servants are all wearing uniforms of the hotel. So you guys are kind of in that mi- that that mixed area where it's about to become a restricted area. And as you... Good. Uh, if we are still in the area that, that, um, that has servant access, perhaps ahead of time, uh, Adric had marked... Um, had marked uh, the laundry facilities where we could find, uh, like the servants' laundry facilities. Sure. uh, Where we could potentially find uniforms. Which will work for, well, three of us. (laughs) That seems like, uh, who won't that work for? It won't work no, for sanguine. It will not work for a plague doctor mask unless... You take um, it off, but I assume you're not going to do that. 
Um, they well they they could play the but... scene out. Play the scene. Play the scene out. Okay. So sure, that sounds like a zero stress flashback, Adric. You can have marked that if you want. That's a super easy thing for you to do. Like that's that's not risky. You've got the blueprints, right? Um, yes. When you're he- uh, when you're heading that way, when you are walking down the corridor, you you instantly hear a excuse me, uh, can I help you? And you turn, and it is a security guard. Ben, you wanted to try a thing. Yes, Vincis would like to attempt to uh, blow trance powder into his face. Yeah, does trance powder have special rules? The um, a dose of the popular drug induces an altered mental state. The victim is not fully unconscious, but rather retreats into a calm, suggestible mental state similar to hypnotism. And does it give the rules for using it? Are there uh, special just, rules for using it? It's just an item. Okay. Um, um, with no load. Sure. Is that part of your special equipment? Yes, it is a slide item. Nice. Um, sure. What would you like to do to use this powder on him? I mean, it's a simple flick from underneath his coat. Uh, he always has a little ready. Sure. Which action skill would you like to use? Oh, sorry. Yeah. I just. I, that's why I made it. I can make some suggestions, but in the end, it is up to you. Um, I would take a suggestion. This, to me, seems like either a finesse or a skirmish action, but I could... Actually, um, I know what Vincis does. <laughs> yeah, okay. He immediately um, adopts the pose of yet another drunk noble. Now, he's he understands this won't. This will just confuse the guard for a second. I am so sorry, my good man. We were in the complete wrong section. And meanwhile, Vince is, of course, approaching. Sure. Um, how far away are, am I? Yeah, I mean, like, he's pretty close to you. I am... I I am so sorry. We got so lost. This wonderful hotel. It's... It is the best. Yeah, I'm yeah, going to need to see your invitation. No, you... <sighs> of course, of course. And that's when Vincis slightly pulls out the, tra- the trans powder and blows it in his face. What action skill are you going to use? Sway. Sure. Uh, this, again, will be at Risky, which is the default. Um, go ahead and roll your sway. Um, I would like to use Foresight to assist him. Sure. Why don't you describe how you're going to assist? Sure. Uh, so with Foresight, uh, I set something up ahead of time to make this easier. Uh, and the way I set that up is I actually gave you fake paperwork. 
So it's not just that you're 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 walking up and you're bluffing him as you're doing this. You are actually pulling out your invitation to do it, and at the same time puffing the the gas into or the powder into his face. The, the powder is inside the invitation. Oh, I can use. It's a little sleight of hand. I'm holding the powder up against the back of the of the invitation, and as I bring it up to his eyes, I just breathe on it and right into his face. Sure, Adric. Uh, take your one stress. I uh, I can use it twice per session, or yeah, twice per session to not take stress. Okay, well then, don't take stress, sucker, with your superpowers, uh, and stumble. Add one die to it, so roll your sway plus one. Uh, partial. I did that right. Oh yes. uh, yeah. Sure. If if you can't think of anything, you could always just say he takes a point of stress. Oh no, damage. I've got something. Yes, I, I appreciate that, but okay. I've got something. Um, you spray like you blow it into his face, but you blow just a little too hard in your in your nerves to get out of the populated area as quickly as possible. So you spray the powder on his face, but you also spray it on the wall behind him. It is not instantly recognizable as something bad, but like anybody who comes back here will be like, hey, why is there white powder on the wall? We're going to go ahead and put the first tick in the doom clock. The doom clock has one tick, which is represented as there is something that people will start to be suspicious about, right? Anytime that something might give you away, there will be a new tick or ticks, depending on how severe it is, added to the Doom Clock. This is our first tick in the Doom Clock. How many slots of Doom Clock? Six. Um, You may, as always, if you choose to, try to resist this bad thing, but that could be much stress. Um... I assume that unless somebody tells me otherwise, that you are okay with one tick of the doom clock. We are okay with one tick of the doom clock. Sure. Um, Instantly, as you blow it in his face, his muscles relax a little bit. His hands drop to his side. His eyes go wide. Hey, what are you guys doing back here? We were looking for you. Oh, I'm right here. Because you were going to show us the way to where important things are kept. Well, okay. Um, Kitchens that way and coat rooms that way. You hungry and trying to leave? Darkest. How about the, uh, the things that are kept most safe in this building. I can't take you to the safe, man. I'm just a guard. Oh, but you can show us the way. Okay. Um, (laughs) (laughs) He'll just start walking with you guys towards the back. Um, Alright, well, we're still also trying to snag some uniforms. Um, so you can, t- Adric, you can tell that where he is leading you, which is towards the safe, and you do have a little escort, is not towards the 
uh, laundry room. room. Which of these two places would you like to go? And yeah, what would you like to do about that potential problem? Do we split the party? You guys can always split the party if you want to do it this soon. Uh, (laughs) Dear listeners, my group of players come up love to split the party. Oh, it's so much fun. It always bites them in the butt, too, but they always do it. It does. Really, it bites you in the butt first, though. It usually does bite me in the butt first. That is a fact. Um, Yeah, because it's usually when we're doing social stuff. That's when we really want to split the party. While you're deciding, he definitely looks over at uh, Syringe and goes, Cool mask, buddy. I didn't know it was that kind of part. It's always that kind of party where I'm from. Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) Where would you guys like to go? He's just sort of wandering down the hall. Uh, All right. Well, um, we can get the uniforms. Are you guys splitting the party? Yes. Sure. We'll get the uniforms and we'll meet you farther down. We'll meet you back. Uh, Audric will hand you the the blueprints, and they'll go. Mm-hmm. Sure. When you guys get to the laundry, we'll deal with you guys first. When you get to the laundry, uh, there is a set of black clothing tucked behind the laundry, right where you are interested in leaving your clothes. We're gonna go ahead. Mm-hmm and introduce a second clock. This is going to be what is called a tug-of-war clock. Um, It can go in both directions instead of only going in one direction. And we're going to advance the tug-of-war clock one tick. How many does it have? This is also going to be a six. Yeah, you always get to know. This is also going to be a six. If it fills up all the way, uh, we're starting this doom clock at two. If it fills up all the way, then somebody else, another crew, has gotten there before you and steals the thing. If it gets all the way to zero, hold on, let me just finish. If it gets all the way to zero, you have ruined their attempt and they have to retreat. Question. Mm -hmm. Uh, these clothes here, are they a uniform that someone ha- else has staged, or are they someone else's clothes who is now running around in a stolen uniform? They are someone else's clothes who is now running around in a stolen uniform. You realize that- take I... those. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, we take those, but uh, as, as Adet goes to reach for them to take them, Sanguine- uh, uh, Hold on. Uh, I would like to study these clothes and see if I can learn anything about the people who came here before us. All right. Will you do that? I'll find more. Sure. So this is two clicks of the opposed clock. Uh, We'll call it two clicks of the tug of war clock. So wait, now it's at three? No, this is the second tick. This is the second tick. Oh. So if you get them all the way to zero, they have to retreat. If they get to six, they have beat you to the prize. Got it. Go ahead and make study those clothes. Make your study roll. I succeed. I rolled another six. 
no, because now I'm going to fail every other roll. This is how the luck works. Yeah. So the clothes are are intentionally nondescript, right? Much like the clothes you're wearing. When you are trying to break in and steal something, you don't want to wear super obvious clothing. Not that it's like... I'm a ninja clothing, but it's just, you know, very nondescript and black. But as you're moving it around and looking at it, you see a patch, a pocket sewn into the shirt of one, uh, sewn into one of the shirts. You realize exactly what the pocket is for and whose shirt this is. Somebody that you all used to work with, who is now a hated enemy in the Broken Hollows, always sewed a billy club into the back of his shirts for easy access. It's his pocket. It's his shirt. There is no billy club. This is uh, the Broken Hollows shirt. Uh, Odette will come over and have a look at it. I see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> That's fine. I know it's exactly fine. what we can do with this. <laughs> what do you do with it? <laughs> uh, well, for the moment, she takes it. This is a laundry room. What she'll also do is she will... Are, is she able to find a pair of... Is she able to find uniforms? Yeah, absolutely. There are uh, many, she many, will many uniforms. snatch uniforms yeah. uh, and be in the process of changing. Um, she will also grab, this is a, because of the type of room this is, she's also going to look for a, um, uh, she's also going to look for like a needle and thread, like a very quick, like kind of sewing, like very quick. Sure. Yeah, just like a patch, like a very quick patch thing. Like she's just you can find that for at the moment. A, ta- a, ba- a yeah. small tailoring. Yeah, there's yeah, there's like, definitely a sewing kit just... in the laundry room at a fancy hotel. That seems like a thing. Exactly. She will she will take that. Um, start to hold out a, uh, a uniform to Sanguine. Look at them. Do you want this? I will. Uh, it's just us. She takes it. All right. Um, and, uh... They take the uniform, and they also begin to change. Um, they take their ma- plague mask off last, um, and wrap a, like, uh... What should we call it? Um, like a... If, is, there, is there a sort of, like, a... A, another sort of face mask, but just a just a sort of scarf to wrap around their face. Ah, yes, here. And covers them from the nose down, revealing just their eyes. So why don't you tell us, as you briefly reveal your face, what your face looks like that you're hiding it? Also, go ahead, Sanguine first. Uh, as they pull the uh, ornate dark leather plague doctor mask off of their face uh underneath uh is revealed a a short uh hooked hawk beak 
in place of a nose and mouth. And they quick, quickly take uh, the cloth that Odette has offered them and wrap it around their face before donning the rest of their uniform. Uh, when Odette, meanwhile, uh, changes out of uh, her jacket, uh, there are um, wraps around her wrists, but they still bulge slightly. Um, underneath are the wings, that the, the bird-sized wings that sprout from her wrists. Uh, small, glossy, kind of blue, black, and green, uh, and speckled. Um, and she just adjusts it slightly so that they will go under the um under the sleeves of the uniform a little more carefully uh but they're they're tied down as best as she can it is clearly uncomfortable and bulges still um yeah that's both super cool and you're both super creepy what are you going <laughs> to do with gotten, this sewing kit i haven't gotten to my spirit mask yet uh, sewing kit, uh, well, first she will, uh, bundle all of her stuff and their stuff up in, um, in a couple of, uh, like, underneath everything else, and then as they are going, uh, she's going to, she, I'm going to, I would like to say that, uh, she knows something about the broken uh, hollows territory she is going to uh somewhere on this jacket uh she is going to find uh um like a an, an inner pocket like not the one that he sticks the billy club in but one of the inner pockets she is going to quickly stitch in um the name of uh the name of a like a business associated with the crows with the sorry with the broken hollows something that if the blue coats were to get their hands on this jacket and look around as we just did for evidence they would find an a very quickly whip stitched in identifier for the broken hollows territory you're a jerk. Um, I am a gigantic <laughs> jerk. Are you, you? So you're tucking all of those clothes with you? Are you you're taking uh, the clothes with she, you? Are you holding them? Are you trying to tuck them under your clothes? What's going on? Uh, she's going to quickly do that whip stitch, and then she's going to put this on a banister outside where a guard will almost certainly run into it and wonder why this mysterious definitely criminal jacket is just here okay so your actions i'm not going to roll but unless you guys roll to resist what is happening i am going to have three things happen based on your action <laughs> one you guys have taken a major step towards getting into the private area by getting uniforms for each other. So I'm going to add one tick to the linked clock that is mission success. Um, the first of those linked clocks is a four dot clock. So that is now one out of four towards leaving, towards getting into the private area. 
Congratulations. I am going to move the doom clock forward one, as somebody is going to stumble across this very soon. And I am going to move your enemy's clock back one, down to one, as this is points right at them. Yep. Mm-hmm. Do we, if we wanted to resist, could we resist one of those Yes, things? yeah, you can try and resist one of those things. You'll have to give me, you'll have to both make a resistance roll, which will very likely cause stress, and give me an argument how you're resisting that thing, but you can absolutely do it. Uh, well, we'd like to resist the, the doom for the us. The doom clock, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, which one of you would like to resist it, and using which of the resistance traits? Your resistance traits are... Uh, I would like to resist. Uh, the resistance traits are insight, prowess, and resolve. And the number you have in them is determined by how many dots you have in the first rank of the associated actions within each group. Yeah. Does insight make sense? Insight, and I think that the two of them can team. Uh, they two of them can team up. Um, perhaps. So, so you uh, can, so you can assist. The benefit of assisting is whoever makes the roll gets an added die, which is great. I can, I can do the. Roll. But the downside is, if you fail, you both take the stress. Do you want to assist me, Odette? Yes, uh, Odette will assist Sanguine. Um, I think uh, you both get the stress anyway. Hold on, I need to look that up. Do they both get the stress? We, uh, Sanguine will advise, and and as Odette is doing the stitch, uh, thinking about precisely the right place to put this so that it looks accidental enough that uh, the presence of the, the the goal and presence of this uh, competitive competitive group is not uh, is going to lead the guards and the people in the house in a direction when it is found in a direction that will draw them away from the areas where uh, where the magpies are trying to roost. I think that that's great. I am just looking up that rule real fast. Give me just a moment. Uh, to, if it will help at all to kind of, if it will help at all, um, to, to help make that decision at all, um, to add a little more description to the action, um, I'll say that when Sanguine points this out to Odette, Odette agrees that's a good idea. And what Odette will propose is that she'll go, um, she'll go out one of the nearby, uh, she'll go out one of the nearby, um, windows just creep slightly up uh to a more restricted floor look and wedge the jacket on like wedge the jacket into a window of of like a guest's room the result being that it's not likely one of the guards on the inside of the house will find it immediately but guards outside might sus- will see something 
and might suspect somebody is getting into the guests' rooms. So I think that that's a great to, way to do it. And I'm going to give you And guys, that way, I, I, I think probably Odette is taking the stress in that case because Odette is climbing up the side of the building. So I'm going to give you guys one of two options. You can either have Odette take the action and have Syringe assist, in which case Syringe will not take the, the stress. Only Odette will take the stress. Or you can call it a group action where you do it together. You both roll. We take the single best die. So you guys might take less stress uh, overall. But Odette as the leader would take an extra one stress for each PC that rolled one, two, or three as their best result. Which would you like to do? An assisted roll or a group action? Are you doing it together or is Serene Sanguine helping Odette do it? What do you think, Alan? Uh, I mean, either way, either way, I think Odette's taking the the stress. Um, so it's really going to be more, this is, it, this is still a resistance roll, Jared? Resistance roll, and it's either you make it and you get an extra die, or we both or make we it. both make we it. Both no make extra it, die, and potentially no extra die. Okay, well, but how think, many dice are you rolling? Because I'm rolling uh, two. You have two in. Do you have two insight? I have two insight. So it sounds like if I like, assist you, it's three. That I think you should make a three. If I if you assist me, roll. if you assist me, it's three. But if we both do it individually, we it's roll four, four dice. True. Why don't we do a group action since we're working together? Let's do that. Okay. Both roll your so insight. Both roll two. Hey, look at that. <laughs> <laughs> Statistics. Um. <laughs> Basic math. The Yay. more dice you roll. <laughs> In front of people, no less. <laughs> okay, so the doom uh, clock will not yeah. move forward. The doom clock will stay at one. Uh, the best roll is a six, so you all will take zero stress, and nobody had a one, two, or three as their best roll. So this worked out super great for all of you. Huzzah. <laughs> now, let's go to yep. the other Chucklewitz team who are heading yes. towards, uh, the vault. 